when we when I was driving home from seeing you last, yeah. there was as we got onto the highway, there was like this slapping sound on the car, Uh-oh. and I was like, "What in the world is that sound?" And it kept happening like every couple of minutes. And Kate's like, "Pull over! We gotta pull over!" <laughs> I'm like, "All right, fine." I pulled over. What's hanging out are your headphones. <laughs> what ones? Oh. Like the, these, <laughs> These babies. Are they destroyed? So I uh, managed to salvage them, but the whole cord was hanging out, so we uh, I lost the end. So they don't work. <laughs> right now they don't work. They need to be re I got about a foot of cord. Are you gonna So I'm gonna record it. Are you gonna are you gonna record it? Well, I mean, I can do that to like tools and extension cords, so So just I'm go sure go get an old busted pair of iPhone headphones and yeah, that's what I figured. I wonder if it'll Stick affect it, it being stereo versus mono. That's what you might need to you might need to worry about that. I mean, those headphones can't get much worse. Definitely so. not. Definitely not. Can. Yeah, and so if you actually <laughs> went out and bought yourself a decent pair, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I know, but it's just it's just the kind of thing that I would only use like once every Oh, every week when we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Once once every week. You're not you're not going to regret having good headphones, man. I know. I love the ones you have. They're amazing. Are you guys down at a routine now where it's once a week? Um. Well. Try at least. We are gonna try to. Oh, podcast you don't subscribe. Oh no. I d- yeah. Every week, Tim, there's a <laughs> podcast comes out. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Uh, you'd be happy to know that I do subscribe and I do listen. Oh, thank you. But I'm not sure if there's just a bunch of backfill and it's all a bunch of lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly lies. <laughs> Thank you once again for tuning into the Open Road Podcast. My name is Jeremy Enns. My name is Calvin. And we are here to whisk you away into uh, just another hour, maybe two. We'll see how long this one goes <laughs> of entertainment and uh, just a time of learning. And we are joined uh, today in studio by our good friend. My name is Tim. Tim Van Meer. Now, Calvin and I, Tim, we were talking about what we were going to bring up uh, about you mm. when we brought you on. And... If we were going to kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it, but you were going to be the third host of the Open Road podcast. There were going to yeah, be Three Musketeers. Is, it should have been the three of us or was was planning on it. And then, uh, well, then we had some issues, some internal issues that uh, I guess we can't really get into on this show, can we? We probably shouldn't, actually. Why not? The listeners deserve to know why there's not three hosts and there's only two. We shouldn't have said this. We should have said this after they got to hear all about Tim and hear Tim now with, with no pressure. Okay, should we start over? Now we've kind of spoiled it. Should we start over? No, we can't start <laughs> over. We just threw him under the bus for this whole episode. He's still our friend. That's true. He is still our friend. Um, so we're here today to talk a little bit about uh, exploration, the outdoors, traveling, uh, traveling on business. And I mean, there's endless stuff that we could talk about when the three of us have microphones. Eh, Calf? Oh, I know. Like... <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been traveling a lot, Jerry, like for business, yeah, for just for work lately. Kind of to some, yeah. You were in Re- Regina last week. Yeah, last week I was in Regina. Um, yeah. This week I was in Ottawa, our nation's capital, visiting uh, JT, Justin Trudeau, mm. J Town, <laughs> oh, J Money, yeah. as we Boy. like to call him. I heard he gives everybody props. Okay, like when he's meeting people. So we were doing um we were doing some training with uh actually some people from the government and i was just asking around like so what's it like being up here like are there politicians just wandering the streets and they're like 
yeah, like honestly, Justin, like he'll just be walking down the street, um, and like not even with that much security. That's what he said. That's what they said. It's just an everyday guy. What does that mean? Not that much security. Like, like does he have someone? Yeah, he's got like a couple people around him, but it's like he's pretty out in the open, just walking around. But is it kind of like he has like kind of like a Justin Bieber posse, or is it actually an appointed guard? I'm sure it's an appointed guard, but he, the guy, also said he's like when we saw him during the election campaign, he had more security than now that he's uh, now that he's the prime minister. Huh, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. for our American oh, listeners, the prime minister of our country is similar to your uh, what's it called? Their uh, oh yeah, the whole president. Thing? Yeah, the um, president thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. Guy. So for up here, like he still has. Uh, I think he's a plumber, <laughs> Justin, but like this is kind of like a side gig. Like he just yeah. is also the nation's <laughs> leader as well as his day job, which he's. I heard he's quite good. Quite good at plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> I, he's got a pretty good reputation. He's got, and he's got some good hobbies as well. You know, he's a boxer and. That's about it. Model. And a model. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was in uh, Ottawa last week, and then I'm in Chicago next week, and I was already in Orlando, like, a couple times this year. So, yeah, I've been traveling a decent amount with work. Yeah. Um, And you've been on a decent trip, uh, too, recently, eh, uh, Calvin? I mean, not really recently, kind of, like, a few months ago. Yeah, I got to go to, uh, to London uh, to do some work for a customer of mine, so that was pretty fun. And it was fun, but it was, like, just kind of... Yeah, hectic. What kind of work were you doing? I was doing some uh, some renos in his flat there. So, um, yeah, just re- lots of interior stuff, um, doing some yeah, finished carpentry and things like that. So, yeah, that was kind of fun. And it was like a whole other ball game getting lumber, materials, and uh, A, in a big city, which I'm not used to, yep. and B, in a different country with like... I just can't – I'm so spoiled, I realize now, with lumber and building supplies here in Canada. And over there, it was a disaster. Like, the prices we were paying for kind of crappy material. Huh. So, yeah, it was really fun, though. Like, cool uh, learning experience for me. Was it tough to get material to the to the place? Like, don't these flats have, like, these tiny little staircases? And, like, where was the oh, lumber store? And did you yeah. have a truck or something? So narrow, the staircases, yeah. And no, no vehicle uh, there. So I'm loading everything. I'm – bombing into the city via the tube loading all my materials into the car <laughs> like i'm like going down the stairs whatever loading all my stuff into the car and then you know sitting there riding the tube like looking on the map and then you know unloading and hoofing it you, to the flat did you, have, did you have suggestions of like where you should be going who's telling you like which lumber yard to go to where you're getting supplies yeah like the owner like uh, he kind of laid out for me all where i need to go and where i can get it basically there's like an home depot equivalent there called b and q which is where i got a lot of the stuff and then there was other like specialty lumbers that i had to get at a um like a wholesaler Mm. did you like whack anyone like as you're going through the subway system with all of this material (laughs) no i'm pretty i'm pretty good i got pretty good hand-eye coordination when it comes (laughs) to like manhandling lumber so i'm pretty good there and um, and you're also pretty good at but like kind it. of exhausting. Like I wish I had brought just a wheelbarrow to wheel around town. <laughs> Seriously, that would have been the best option. You might have even made a local paper. I'm sure. Like I in did. the great photo. Okay, yeah. but uh, our trips, like the places we've gone, like around Canada and London, don't even compare to Tim, where your last business trip was to. I don't know about that. How? What do you mean? Yeah, of course. Where'd you go? Uh, recently, I went to Dubai. Yep. Uh, for a week. Which was uh, which was quite the experience. 
did not know really anything about the culture there, except for maybe a few articles that I prepped myself on uh, before going and talking to a few coworkers. Yeah. But it's another uh, another world over there. It's a pretty crazy place. That's what I was kind of surprised about when we chatted, that you didn't get any like cultural training before you had gone. No, yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. We we had gone before, and, and basically the, the pe- person that I was going to see there is actually Canadian. Okay. Um, that runs this business over there. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of generic stuff that I needed to know about the culture and kind of how things work. Um, but because she's Canadian, uh, I guess there's maybe a bit more of a level playing field and right. more understanding. So, yeah, not too much, not too much uh, prep before, other than just no, do not go into the go in for the hug for uh, or with any other girl with any girls there because Never do that's uh, that's a no no big that's time. A no-no. Oh, not really? that I would, but uh, not that you're like hugging Tim. You're a hugger. <laughs> well, I'm a hugger, but that's that's crossing the line. <laughs> Going around the table. <laughs> Come here, give me a hug. <laughs> no footsies either, I'd imagine then, eh? No, that's definitely no good. No, yeah. Hey, are you getting a call from Australia right now, Tim? I'm getting a call from Australia right now. Do you want us to pause and you want to take that? Oh, no. <laughs> Tim's uh, it's Tim's girlfriend is in Australia right now. And you just, you, I like where your priorities are at right now, man. Well, to be honest, I was actually focused on looking at uh, the screen and didn't even see the call. Oh. <laughs> I, so, not sure about the priorities. You hit mute. <laughs> Yeah, you're just saying that to save face in case Sarah listens to this. That's not true. <laughs> she knows. Um, so, I mean, I there's so many ways we could go with this whole Dubai thing. I'm so interested in mm. that place in general. It's like the pictures you see, the videos you see, yeah. it just looks insane. What was one of the craziest things you saw? Oh, man. Um, I think just the craziest thing, maybe not that I saw, but just like getting my mind wrapped around the idea that it's like a, just a total desert and city like fake lakes roads just everything just plopped into this desert yeah um and i think that was pretty hard to fathom um but yeah just a strange it just it felt weird like the idea of not being able to go half an hour or like 45 minutes north of the city and go find like a forest or something that that seemed natural that wasn't really too possible unless you were going into the desert and there's nothing as far as you can see wow yeah, that's kind of an eerie feeling. It's basically an island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Surrounded I don't know by desert. I don't know necessarily how people can can do it over there in terms of like expats deciding to live there for a few years. Yeah. It's just not for me, definitely. Did you have any meetings in like really tall buildings or anything? Uh yeah, a couple tall buildings for so, sure. Surrounded by a fake lake. Oh really? Yeah. And then when you look out, it's just you see the city and then desert. Yeah, city. You can't see because the buildings are just so high. You can't see the desert. Right, so you were oh, pretty okay. in the middle of it then. Yeah, but you're in the middle of it, yeah. And then just past all the, the skyscrapers is just like endless desert. Did, for me, like a fake lake just seems like the saddest thing. Yeah. Was, it just seems very discouraging, a fake lake. Was it? Um, <laughs> With what I imagine fake fish and plants in. I think they don't even make People the they don't make the effort of discouraged. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they make the effort of putting any animals in, or any fish in it. Was it salt water? No, probably not. I, don't think, I have no idea. I wasn't getting too too close. Yeah, to that it. would be really interesting because I know, like even Calvin, where we filmed the video for the open ro- for this podcast, like that teaser video, yeah. that was a man made pond. Yeah, like an irrigation pond. Yeah, so like you, it's a man made thing, but then it quickly becomes like. Uh, a bit of its own ecosystem like it grows vegetation and stuff was that the same over there or was it like this like sterile lake 
uh, from what I could tell, just a sterile lake. Ooh, yeah, like, that's Like, things nasty. are real tough to, to grow there, from what I understand. I'm obviously no... No yeah, pro, that's but wild. there's like massive except cash, yeah, cash. <laughs> massive fines for like the small little bushes of of flowers that they are able to produce, right? Because it just takes so many so much cash yeah. to uh, to right. grow it. Just like massive fines if you if you walk it through those uh, those flower beds. Oh, really? Which I don't know why anyone would walk through a flower bed. You're kind of <laughs> asking for for trouble, but uh, but yeah, massive fines. Did you spend yeah. any time at the beach? One day at the beach. How was it? Uh, it was really, really nice. Actually, yeah. nice yep. beach. Nice beach, right by the uh, the crazy sail ship um, hotel that's like off on a little island. Oh yeah, that one that you see in pictures. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I was gonna go. What is that? So just type it's in like Dubai hotel, ho- hotel on the water, and then it just looks like this massive uh, hotel built on the water. It looks like the sail of a ship. Like it goes it's called up the, straight on one side and then down on the other. Like, yeah. It's called the Burj Al Arab. Um, interesting is it floating. Yeah. Interesting fact that I heard <laughs> from someone while I was over there, um, with that, uh, that told me, so it's a Muslim nation, obviously Dubai yep. or, uh, United UAE. Arab Emirates, uh, Dubai is just a city within it. Um, but there is a cross on the backside of the top of the Burj Al Arab, Ooh. um, which was built by some European architect, uh, which people oh. think to be a little bit of a slight to, uh, the Muslim culture. To the Muslim culture. Interesting. Interesting factoid. Mm. Take that, that one. How is that? But how is that even allowed to? How are they allowed to do that? Just because it's a private building, they can do whatever they well, want. Well, it's probably sneaky. It probably yeah. was like a, it's probably like an Easter egg oh, in Dubai. I yeah. see. I think it was a bit of a Kinder surprise. Ooh, I like that. Nothing like a Kinder surprise. Very nice. How far from the main city are those islands that look like palm trees, like with all the houses on it? Mm, I took a bus to one of them. And oh, really? Probably like forty-five minutes from the like main business center. Oh, okay. By bus, so like driving, it's probably twenty minutes, maybe. Did you go on your own or with someone? Uh, one night I decided to just tour around by myself, and uh, and kind of hit up a couple spots to see what there was to see. Okay, now that's a good place to land because what Calvin and I were talking about earlier is it's actually kind of hard for us to find adventure when we're traveling on business. Mm. Like yes, you kind of go from true. hotel room to well, for me anyway, I go. To the from the airport to the hotel to the conference room to set up our training. I go to sleep. I wake up. I have a team meeting. I'm setting up again. I do the session and I go to the airport. Um, sometimes it's a little bit different, or you know, there's times when we can go out for a nice meal and try out like a cool new local restaurant. But um, yeah, what did you do to find a little bit of adventure? Tell us a little more about why you decided to go on this little day trip and how you chose what to do. Um, yeah. So for me, this, this trip was actually like the kind of the first business trip I had to do with this job, uh, which was a cool kind of start off. What is it briefly that you do just for people? Uh, I work for a software company that works in the healthcare space. So home healthcare. Cool. Um, so yeah, I just found that my days were starting at like six 30 and I wasn't getting back to the hotel until like seven, seven 30 and grabbing a quick bite to eat, and by that point, I was pretty exhausted. Yep. Um, I had one day scheduled off in the seven days, uh, but I just figured it was going to be too hectic to try to fit in everything I wanted to. So um, I had a friend actually over there who is teaching um, locals uh, in Dubai uh, how to be firefighters. So he gave me a little bit of a lay of the land and some suggestions of what to see uh, but anyways, one night he wasn't available and I decided that I was going to still see, uh, some of the places I wanted to see from, uh, some things that I'd read. So hmm. just decided that, uh, I'm probably never going to be in Dubai again. So I got to make, make, uh, make the most of the time that I do have. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause 
that just doesn't strike me as somewhere that you're that you would ever really plan to travel. No, unless you have just bags of cash. I think that's what's bringing lots right. of people there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think for even for for me traveling, especially to cities, I love hitting the uh, historical side of things mm-hmm. and doing that kind of touring. And there really isn't much of a history there. No, it's so new. <laughs> no, apparently the cities and uh, my, my dates are probably a little bit off, but apparently it's like within the last like thirty five years, the majority of the city has been completely built. Yeah. Um. So right. that's, I think that's right. just insane. Yeah. And it's ins- I mean, even you saying it's insane. You've actually seen it up close, so you can kind of picture the scale mm-hmm. you know more easily than us who've either just seen pictures or just seen, just kind of heard about it through the grapevine yeah I actually i, I mm. met uh, a dutch couple while i was there and they they were telling me that they started vacationing there um just casually from the netherlands uh like 25 30 years ago yeah and really? still go back every few years and they said it's just been crazy to see like right in front of their eyes wow. literally a whole city go up from nothing that's actually a really neat way to do yeah. it or, or just for them to see uh, see all the growth. Yeah. Where did you meet those people? Uh, I met them at the Four Seasons Resort. Nice. Not somewhere I was staying, not even close, <laughs> uh, but somewhere that uh, had a really crazy rooftop, um, little patio, and a really beautiful beach kind of side. So I uh, wandered over that way and uh, stumbled across a really crazy beachside party that the hotel was hosting. Nice. Nice. Uh, Here we go. Seemed to be uh, some some uh, serious corporate fellas and uh, ladies w- crawling around. Uh, I also saw a four-piece <laughs> uh, violin um, ensemble nice. that had uh, flames going up behind them as they were playing. Come on. Uh, electro- electronic violinist. So I, I knew I had to stick around to see what was going on. Um, so stayed on the outskirts, eventually realized it was a law firm, uh, that was having some, some big, uh, celebration of some sort of anniversary, huh. uh, knew I needed to get into the party, <laughs> um, but realized that they were all wearing suits and ties and I was wearing a pair of like khakis and, and a, maybe a t-shirt, not really sure. Um, but, uh, before long I, I realized I need to, to do it. So skipped through the bushes and helped myself to Come on. some appetizers, <laughs> um, and uh, and made some um, eye contact with some people, and then realized that uh, if I stuck around too much longer, I'd probably be getting the boot. So decided to let myself out. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. That couldn't have gone better. Yeah. So I met them on the sidelines. This Dutch couple was on the sidelines with me as we were taking in the uh, the amazing party that was going on. As you waddled out with your pants just loaded with <laughs> bottles of wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's one thing I love about you, Tim. Like you're. You always have this story about this really interesting person you met or kind of wherever you go, you you really enjoy bumping into people and uh, chatting with them. And you come up, you know, you have all these great stories and you're also really good at asking questions. Do you have any tips on how to put yourself out there or or like what what compels you to to go out and chat with people like you do? Um, I think just, uh, curiosity. I'm, I'm a very, very curious person. So I like to, to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but I think the big thing, <laughs> what's under there, Yeah, what's going on over there. <laughs> but I, the big thing is I don't really like <laughs> what you guys doing. <laughs> I don't really like talking about myself. So it's easy for me to talk to someone else because I can just ask them questions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, I am generally interested. So I do enjoy like, and because of my curiosity, I think I'm interested in seeing like, what's, who are these two people that are sitting on the sidelines and, and doing the exact same same thing that I'm doing? They must be, uh, must must be interested in maybe saying a few things to me or, or interested in chatting. 
Yeah. It seems to be so much easier to do that kind of thing when you're not at home. Like when you're, but it's probably a way worse idea to do something like that not in your own country because the ramifications are probably quite a bit more extreme if you were to get into any trouble. For sure. Well, yes and no, Calv. Like I don't, I don't think like I guess you could always plead ignorance. Well, and yeah, like and and a simple question or a simple hey, how are you? Like that's not going to get you into trouble anywhere, really. Maybe no, but him sneaking in and shoveling down <laughs> appetizers. Yeah, that was I got to be honest. Clearly not welcome. I was I was pretty hesitant to do anything a little bit stupid like that in Dubai, but Did you um, chat with anyone right. at that party or no? Um, no, people weren't uh, too interested or keen to talk to me. I I was really sticking out like a sore thumb. I love that, man. I love that. Oh, it's so good. That's awesome. Uh, Jer, how about you, buddy? Have um, you know, just uh, what's the nightlife like been in Regina and Ottawa? Um, it was actually so. Where I was staying at this hotel called the Hotel Saskatchewan, and uh, I messaged one of my clients who is is kind of a bit of a trial, and I said, "Hey, you ever been to Regina? You got any recommendations?" He was like, "Yeah, you got to go check out this restaurant, uh, Beer Bros." So, so sorry, are there multiple hotels in Regina or is that it? <laughs> no, it was the Hotel Saskatchewan. It was the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the one. And uh, so I looked up this place, Beer Bros, and it was like a two-minute walk away from my hotel. So I, uh, I, and it was like a nice walk through this park and then down this like really nice main strip, probably the only main strip in, uh, <laughs> in Regina. And yeah, so I mean, I just went, uh, went to the restaurant had a flight of some different beers brewed in the uh, yeah. brewed in the the prairie provinces of our great nation and had a, a personal pizza. And then I went and I just sat in the park and I just people watched for a while. And I nice. uh, Snapchatted some friends and kind of hung out. And uh, I was kind of asking myself, like, what could I do to add more adventure to my everyday right now? And I, I kind of came up blank and I kind of was like embarrassed because I like didn't actually really want to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to sit there and feed the pigeons, just feed the pigeons and just kind of relax. And it's so rare that I get any time to, to myself. So it was just kind Mm -hmm. of a a nice moment hanging out on a bench, looking at this war memorial in front of me and just kind of watching the world go by. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of thought like for people that do a ton of business and travel, um, just not having access to the internet on their flight would be a great time to just kind of kick back and almost as a little bit of an excuse to not do work i mean because you can't but now that they're having wi-fi access on planes i feel like that's almost a bit of a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. yeah just it's just that like concentrated time now people just kind of feel obligated to work and and do stuff it's not nice to just be unplugged a bit on that ride yeah it really was one of the last places where you could uh, unplug and where you were like forced to not be able yeah. to be in yep. contact with anyone but the person sitting beside yeah. you mm-hmm. um but uh yeah no i'll still never pay for wi-fi on a plane i love it as time to be unplugged to read a book to yeah for try sure. to scam a free drink from the uh stewardesses and, for sure uh, it's an interesting balance though of the debate of do i read the book or do i watch this movie that i wanted to see probably a year ago yes and should i watch it now which is a total waste of time but do you do it yeah i i yeah, it's always the temptation. I fly a lot with WestJet, and not all their planes have uh, screens on them. Mm-hmm. And even when they do, it's sometimes just TV versus movies. Right. Uh, but when I'm on Air Canada, I will always get sucked into a movie because I don't watch any movies. Then I'm like, Godzilla? Yup. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. Uh, uh, I was coming home. Uh, um, 
uh, when in, in in October, and I was flying home on uh, Halloween day, and I watched uh, Young Frankenstein that movie. Okay, which is oh. in black and white, hilarious. Yeah, just the most random movie, but maybe it was special because it was Halloween day. Huh? Is this like an original Frankenstein movie, or what is this? I've never heard of it. No, it's like uh, the Mel Brooks Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably like in the seventies or something. Yeah. That oh, so cool, man! Awesome story. <laughs> It was just a fact, Jared. It wasn't <laughs> a story. Tim, you were also recently uh, down under. Down under. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about it. Why were you down there? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, Tim, I've literally heard nothing about this trip. Yeah. All all I heard was that you came and went. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. So Sarah, my girlfriend, is currently in Australia, uh, at Bible school. Um, she is uh, at a Cape and Ray Bible school, cool. which uh, we are all familiar with. Um, so yeah, she is there and she had a two week break and, uh, I was able to get two weeks off, uh, vacation, uh, from work. And so we decided that we would meet in New Zealand, uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, partially because we could probably do the whole country, uh, in two weeks in a bit of a rush, but also because, uh, Sarah grew up with, uh, with a good friend of hers in Erin, Ontario, hmm. uh, who lives in New Zealand. He met a Kiwi and they married... Uh, a few years ago, got married a few years ago, and they now live in New Zealand. Wow. So that's... Uh, so where exactly does the trail to Mordor start? <laughs> mm, the trail to Mordor. Uh, I actually didn't even do the trail to Mordor. So I don't know if I can even oh, really? answer that. Wow, okay, man. Fine. What a huge missed opportunity. What a squandered <laughs> trip. I know. What a waste. Yeah, um, but it was great. And so you were you were not in Australia. You were only in New Zealand. Correct. We met in Queenstown. Mm. That was the start Queenstown. of our trip. Queenstown. We finished um, you, in the North Island. Did you rent a car? How much? Uh, Rented a car. Yeah. Oh, nice. How much planning was uh, was in this trip? With well, I guess on your part and also on Sarah's <clears> part, is she a, a planner when these for these kinds of things? Yeah. So we planned. There's like a few things that we made sure we planned, and then we wanted to make sure there's a decent amount of room for uh, for whatever. Uh, came our way, so we did two yeah. separate uh, two separate hikes uh, in the South Island. So we had to book those, um, and um, there's basically like these lodges in the middle of the park, which is basically a hostel. It's like rooms of 50 people sleeping um, after a long day of hiking. So we had to book that wow. kind of stuff. Um, that must smell amazing. Oh yeah, the the smells were righteous. It was delicious. <laughs> um, so yeah, booked that kind of stuff, booked a car, but other than that, uh, gave ourselves uh, a bit of freedom in terms of figuring out what we liked and, and what we wanted to see. What was highlight numero uno? Ooh, highlight numero uno would have been uh, the first hike Sarah and I did, um, just because of the crazy landscape changes from like yeah. being in the mountains to um, feeling like you're almost like in the rainforest. Uh, and then, like, driving out of that park, it almost felt like we were in, like, Nevada or something like that. Huh. And then, like, Muskoka, it just was crazy. Like, the progression of different landscapes as you were driving was just uh, just insane. Did you have any cool encounters with wildlife? Uh, no no real cool encounters with wildlife uh, other than maybe a few sheep. Okay. Uh, which are ramp- oh, rampant over there. Oh, there's sheep there, yeah. Uh, but other than that, not too much. So not too much wildlife over there. Wild sheep. Wild sheep. Don't they have like cool exotic birds and stuff in the forests? Maybe. Uh hard to find. Ah, hard to find. Wouldn't a, wouldn't a wild sheep be just crazily overgrown from never being sheared? Well, you'd assume so, but I don't really know because we didn't get too too close. 
Calvin, if I It'd be like a walking cotton ball, <laughs> if I said you could make a really good living, like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, but you had to move to New Zealand to become a wild sheep tamer, where you would shear all the wild sheep, you had to like tackle them, wrestle them to the ground, and would you do it? And then sell that wool. Yeah, I don't know the first thing about sheep. Um, that's not true. <laughs> quick, quick story. When I was at school in England, there was it was on a farm, and we had a, uh, and it was a sheep farm. Wow! And so, kind of as as a work day slash punishment, I was helping the farmer with some stuff. He was birthing the, uh, whatever sheep. I don't know what they're called. Um, and then I was like, oh, what's this big bag he got? And he had this big bag, and he's like, oh, those are all the stillborns. Oh, what? Wow! <laughs> so you're just firing them into a sack. No. Wow! And then. Uh, I can only assume we had that for dinner. Oh my but gosh! Wow. Yeah, that's nasty. So I don't know. That kind of turned me off a little bit from getting into the sheep fizz, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. Very valid reason. No, but yeah, that's. I mean, Jared, I don't know. That's kind of the craziest scenario. <laughs> that's the kind of question you can't put a. That's so, so high a number, dude. I, I'm I'm saying you gave up the money. Oh well, didn't answer. Okay, fine. Hey, uh, speaking of animals and taming them, um, we posted on our Instagram, which if you haven't followed, you should. It's at Open Road Pod. A uh, little plug there. Uh, your cool beehive pick. Who's yours? yours? I saw that too. It was amazing. Oh, mine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been severely modded since then. Oh really? I'm currently I'm c- currently uh, framing a new roof for it. Like, uh, you're gonna put shingles on it? Cute little shingles. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us, tell us about why you're getting into beekeeping. I think that's a very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, why am I getting into it? Mm, well, my uncle does it okay. pretty successfully. Also, my cousin, who I'm quite good friends with. So um, they've kind of just been big encouragers of me to get into it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I just think it's really cool. It's in my garden right now, all set up. And uh, it takes very little space up and also takes very little um time are they but, beekeepers uh, like is this their livelihood no no no. Okay. they are hobbyists oh, okay yeah very neat so yeah. is it possible so, i don't know I'm, I'm just gonna test it out and it's kind of gonna be a cool experiment for me um yeah i, I did a lot of reading on it and i actually took a course on it because i was feeling a little bit overwhelmed just because there's a lot uh it's kind of a lot you need to know but it just seems i'm gonna be learning it as i go so there has to be um, a certain distance between your house and the uh, the beehive, or not the beehive. But you know, I, I don't think so. Where I am in Muskoka, there are a little bit more restrictions. Like I need to, uh, I need to have a permit mm. um, to even have one on my property, like as a registered bee yard. And I also need to have an electric fence around it where I am because because uh, of bears. <laughs> Uh, which I'm gonna roll the dice on. I'm not gonna put a fence <laughs> up. I think that's overkill. How's your wife feeling oh, about I all this? I love that. Is she concerned <laughs> well, by possible bee stings crazy. or bears? Like I'm not gonna put an electric fence up in my small yard. <laughs> I love so. the. I, I just love that phrase. Roll the dice. Like so worth it. <laughs> you know what? This time, let's just roll the dice. And it, and you know, if anything, you're gonna get some sweet pics of a bear demolishing your beehive. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So yeah, we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens. But um, sorry, it's a bit of a sidetrack. I texted you this week, Jer, about um, you, you're are you familiar with the flow hive thing? No. Tim, you? No, never heard. Oh, then this conversation will go nowhere. Tell us about it. 
Oh, it's basically this, these guys from Australia that have invented a uh, a tap system for your beehive. Oh, I've seen that. So, I've seen that. I didn't know it was called. Yeah, so that's called the flow hive. It's so cool, but uh, everyone's kind of been telling me, like, oh, you got to get one of these flow hives. And I was like, eh, fine. <laughs> so I was looking into it last week. Easily convinced, and, uh, eh? It's just, it's just so expensive. So um, I would love to have him on our podcast, though, because they have a really cool story. I think they're one of like the most successful uh, Indiegogo Okay. Um, yeah, stories. Um, so you're gonna harvest all the honey yourself, like you you yeah. pull out the combs so, and drip it into a jar. Like, how does it all work? Give us the well. 10 I mean, cents. there's lots of ways you can do it. I think what I'll just do. I don't even think I'll get honey this year because I think I have to leave them two thirds of honey for themselves over the winter. Right. And I don't think I'll be able to get any for myself this summer. What I will do next year, I think, is probably just cut up the combs. So do you have to put it in? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many questions here, but um, do sure. you? So you're buying the bees. I know that. Yeah. So you they with a queen. They don't just colonize. Like you can't just leave the hive open and like they like. Oh, this is a good home. I'm gonna come in. Yeah, you definitely can. Again, but that that's just kind of leaving it up to chance almost. Right. Like there's, I was looking up ways of doing that, and there's like you can like spray sugar water all over the, the place and hopefully attract it. <laughs> but then like there's just risk of other stuff getting in there. So hey, roll the dice, like man. Roll the dice. A... <laughs> exactly. Where did you buy these bees? Uh, from a a, a bee guy, hmm. like a guy that has a big farm. Crazy. That's awesome. Uh, a honey farm. Well, yeah. I'm happy that you're you have a very cool hobby that we can kind of keep coming coming back to. We'll stay in uh in touch with yeah. it this uh throughout the summer and see how things are going once the bees get yeah. there. I mean, it was kind of a bit cool just inspiration for this is something that I kind of like toyed with in my mind and then something that I decided kind of just learning from this podcast is to just pull the trigger on things yeah. mm. and just spend the time and do the little bit of groundwork and I think it's going to be worth it. So very awesome. That's a good practical tip. Much, much like this podcast uh, with us kind of, it was just an idea for a while. And then uh, we just kind of decided, okay, let's actually go ahead with it and do it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And figuring yeah. things out along the way and understanding what works. And even right now, Calvin's remote. I'm here in studio with Tim and figuring out the best ways to record the best format for shows. And it's all been a lot of fun to kind of figure out. Yeah. So, Jerry, if you do come up with 250 grand, I'll go ahead. I'll do some sheep shearing. Okay, yeah, Fine. just one year, though. Yeah, one year. Yeah, okay, okay. That's a good haul, then, yeah, for one year. I know, year. it's a great haul. Are you paying for my flight out there? Everything. <laughs> Accommodation and That's food? That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I, I just have to sleep in one of those lodges. No, you don't <laughs> get a lodge. You get, a, you get a, your own personal hammock. <laughs> hey, hey now. Yeah. All right. So that was a great practical tip from you, Calvin. I like that. Just pull the trigger on an idea. And I think that's the best way to learn and the best way to experience something. Tim, mm. do you got any uh, any extra practical tips for us before we uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, practical tips? Uh, I think maybe uh, care less about uh, hearing your own voice and maybe uh, asking other people to uh, – or asking questions to others. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a great one. And that's one that I think has served you really well and – uh, was one of the reasons we wanted you as a host on here because you are so good at digging into um, the real meat behind people's stories and behind you know what they do and why they do it. So I think that's a great tip. Mm. Thank you. Um, Calvin, what do we got to tell the listeners before we go here? Um, well, I think uh, a little bit about our uh, Amazon affiliate. That's a recent thing. Recent addition to our website. You can go check out on all of our um, interview 
profiles. We have, uh, if you scroll down, there's a little link to Amazon there, just a product that we thought was amazing and uh, kind of linked to our conversation with them. So you can go check that out. And then that gives us a little kickback. What is it, 4%? Yeah, something like that. And then just continue shopping on Amazon, of course, once you're on there. Yep. And the whole purpose behind that is, you know, make us some money, but also to fulfill the mission of the podcast, which is to help you find more adventure in your everyday. So we do our best to bring on people who have interesting stories, interesting perspectives. We hope that helps you. We hope these items will help you. And the other thing that we hope you will do is uh, share your stories back with us. You know, tell us when you're maybe doing something adventurous or share uh with us when you've taken a tip when you've applied it and if something interesting has happened or you know even if nothing has happened at all we're really interested to hear some of those perspectives and it's been really great chatting with a bunch of people already and hearing that just kind of having adventure top of mind uh, opens up those doors opens up those conversations and allows us to uh, find adventure where otherwise we might not have looked for it that's right even at work even at work that might be a good uh a good one to talk about at some point yeah cool tim anything else that you want to you want to share no guys awesome thanks for having me tim you want to give like a little shout out to your girl <laughs> <laughs> yo shout outs to sarah hall right now yeah especially after you <laughs> hung up on her when she called right i did in the not hang up on her <laughs> that will make up for it Calvin, where'd you get that pizza you just uh, our guests have arrived and they brought pizza. Oh, waddled, so, so I just had one. I just had one delivered in. Waddled me. a slice of amazing. pizza in front of our face. Domino's. Mm. Is it Domino's? It looks like pizza pizza. It's Domino's. No, it's no. Our pizza pizza shut down. Oh yeah, true. So now we're sponsored by Domino's. Now we're sponsored by Domino's. Okay. And Alexander Keats. And Alexander <laughs> Keats. All right. Well, then let's uh, wrap this up and we'll let you get to your guests. And uh, all right. Thanks. Great. That was fun. That was casual. That was cool. That was nice. I like the conversation. This is what it would have been like all the time if we just decided to have Tim and never interview anybody. That, that would have been fine. You think? I don't know. It's great. I think there would be a little bit missing. Yeah, I mean, we probably have a challenge growing our audience beyond like our immediate friend group. Right. But who doesn't want to listen to casual conversation among friends? Mm. That's true. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Follow us on Instagram. Go like our Facebook page. Go to our website where you can see cool pictures. Find a cool Amazon link, and uh, we hope that this episode helped you find more adventure in your everyday. Adventures always start with spending money. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. All right, that was cool, Kalf. Did you record it? Oh, shit.